Well, good evening and welcome to Sports on the Porch, recorded live and unedited in the Screen Porch studio. Not really, actually. Uh, we are on remote uh, this week um, due to unforeseen circumstances and, uh, you know, the uh, lunar eclipse and uh, the position of Jupiter in the night sky. Uh, so, uh, but we are... I feel like those are foreseen circumstances. No, uh, those, nobody knew that was going to happen. Nobody knew. Uh, it's, it's science, Josh. I don't mean to explain it to you, but it is science. Um, and, and we do have Josh on remote, but we do have a very special guest uh, on repeat this week. Uh, Nathan is back. Nathan, welcome again. What's up, boys? Yeah, that sounds, um, that sounds like somebody who's uh, pretty happy. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit here. Of why Nathan is happy, but Nathan is happy. Um, uh, but you know we do have protocol. So uh, Wheaton Dumont thermometer has provided us uh, with the temperature this evening. Um, Josh, what is the temperature in Studio A? It's a cold seven degrees, and it's it's just cold, Matt. I I just I'm grumpy about it. Um, but if this is our only cold snap of the winter. That will make me happy. I, I think you might have just jinxed it there. It's not going to be our only cold snap of the winter. This is only January. Uh, we still have February left, which is typically the coldest month of the winter. I'm no meteorologist, but I will tell you that it does get cold in February. Um, no more are you an astronomer. You don't know. You don't know that. You don't know that for sure. Uh, I could have been an astronomer in a previous life. I could have been an astronomer... Uh, in my younger days, you know, uh, but you know, I look at the stars. I know what they are. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> uh, again, following protocol, because if we are anything, we are protocolish. Uh, Josh, what is in your cup? Uh, I whipped up a little dirty martini. I used some gin from Township 23 Distillery in Nelson, Wisconsin. Fancy. Um, yeah, this, this is a, a tasty little beverage. I, I usually use vodka for my dirty martinis, but I was feeling a little bit uh, a little bit randy. Um, so I, I, I went with the gin tonight. Very nice. Um, Nathan, what's in your cup? Uh, I'm assuming it's the regular. Ooh, bush light. Uh, I hear that little bush light uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. is is my understanding. Um, yep, little small community there on the river. Um, very nice. Uh, I am this evening drinking. I've gone the uh, route of Josh, and am drinking a cocktail as well. Uh, mine is simply Jameson Irish whiskey. And a splash of lemonade. Fresh squeezed lemonade, I might add. Uh, this mm. lemonade is just made with very little sugar and a whole lot of lemons. Uh, so I like the nice little tartness that it provides uh, with my Jameson. So very, very delicious. Brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Um, not really a sponsor, but we, hey, we'd love it. We'd love it if they were. Um, Josh... You've got a team uh, that we're not going to talk the wild tonight, by the way, for our listeners, because, well, they suck something awful. Uh, congratulations to Mark Andre Fleury, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But the rest of the team, yeah, whatever. 
show me a couple of wins in a row. We'll, we'll talk about you again. But, Josh, you've got a team in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, boy, I just, I mean, th- they get beat and then they come back and they get mad, I think was your uh, your way to put it the other the other night or the other podcast. You know, they, they'll lose. Uh, they lost one in overtime against Boston. Big, tough loss. But then they just got mad and angry at Portland. So, uh, and then... Yeah, in that Boston game, if memory serves, we were, uh, I think, resting Gobert and... Oh, there was another... Conley, Con- I think. Conley rested because of just rest. Gobert was hurt. Okay. So, without both of those guys, and it was a game that the Wolves had basically in control, I think, and Boston made a little run to put it into overtime and then just took care of the depleted Wolves in that game. But that would have been a hell of a win uh, to get that at Boston with oh, two of your, your most veteran leaders on the team. So right. um, when they they came back to the lineup, the Wolves just said, we're, we're done screwing around. Um, we, we're, we're back at full health. Um, here and they they've dispatched the Blazers big time. Um, a nice little four point win uh, against the suddenly really strong Clippers moving up the Western Conference standings at yes. a rapid pace. Um, so that that was a nice win uh, to get at home. Um, then they've got the Pistons. They're at the Pistons tonight. The worst team in the NBA. And this is a game where previous Wolves might have a letdown. But I, yeah. I think this one's going to go the way of the Blazers and the game, and they're going to they're gonna win this one by 20. So, yeah, you're, you bring up a great point. The, the Wolves of the past, or, well, let's just not say Wolves. Minnesota sports teams of the past have always played down to their opponents that are uh, weaker, let's just say, for lack of a better word, than they are. So in this instance, I, you know, this is a scary game for a Minnesota sports fan. But you think that they've overcome somewhat of that hurdle and, and will just simply dominate? Um, they might have lost one game to a team that they should have beat uh, on paper. Otherwise, for the most part, their their losses have been all to legitimate teams, and they've won the games that they should have. And the the teams that they're equal to, they've they've been better than five hundred against. Sure. Uh, well, that's. I mean, again, it, it, it's exciting to see a Minnesota sports team succeed. It's exciting to see a Minnesota sports team, um, you know, stay on top of their standings. Uh, you know, and again, you bring up that head-to-head matchup with Boston, two the the two strongest teams, two best teams in the NBA right now. Uh, Nathan, your Milwaukee Bucks, right behind that chomping at the bit of at least the Wolves, if you're looking at all teams together, uh, and certainly at, at their rival, the Boston Celtics. Uh, any chance Milwaukee catches them? Uh, I no, probably not. Milwaukee's still really struggling on defense. Um, so losing Hall- losing Drew Holiday, um, you know, swapping out Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard, it's a it's a significant benefit on offense. But but he he definitely lacks a little um, 
on the on the defensive end. So they're still trying, and they're putting in kind of a new a new defensive scheme with the new head coach. So so they haven't really quite figured that out yet. They're they're still talented enough to to have a relatively gaudy record. Um, but but I don't think they are they're talented enough to to catch Boston. Um, you know Boston's you know top five five defense in the league right now and and plus also able to to score pretty well as as well so I just I just don't think right as constituted right now they're put together well enough or meshing well enough to be able to catch them but they're they're still gonna they're gonna be a playoff team they're gonna be a really good team we'll see how that if hopefully they can figure that defense out a little bit before uh, before the postseason comes around the other night was a super exciting game though they overtime. Winner Dame Dame hits like a thirty-two footer uh, to to win it was was pretty awesome. But otherwise they they've been fun to watch. But the defense is a little little ugly right now. So we'll see. It, yeah, it'd be again. I think our our hopes and dreams of a uh, of a um, matchup of finals or uh, NBA matchup of Milwaukee versus Minnesota uh, it'd be tough. But you know anything can happen in the playoffs. Uh, so yep. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, the I want to touch briefly on before we get into our A topic, uh, the Professional Women's Hockey League. Um, Minnesota has now suffered its first loss in overtime. Uh, again, not not to be. Again, I don't think any of us expected that they would go through this season as a, a undefeated team, but that was pretty cool. Uh, they did lose though. Um, in overtime against uh, New York. So, you know, and that was at home, so a tough loss at home, but uh, still still some games left, and, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, please. They're, they're on Valley Sports right now. I'm watching the pregame. Are you? Uh, as, as we speak, yes. That, they're at Ottawa. Yes, tonight. I see that. Yeah, it's Ottawa tonight. Uh, that's actually really cool that you, that Valley's is, is covering them. I, I really uh, think that, even though Bally's is uh, obviously some financial issues, but you know what? Carry carry a hometown team that we can root for. Uh, I love Something that. just well, happened with Bally's today, didn't yeah. they? Amazon like yeah. invested some money into the whole thing, so oh, boy. Bally's yeah. might actually stick around for a while. Wait, will I be able to get them through my Amazon Prime membership? So let, let me give you a little bit of update on that. It sounds like the first possibility for that um, – would be with the Minnesota Twins, um, but they currently don't have a contract with Diamond, who owns um, Valley Sports and has been running the regional sports networks um, under that Valley's flag. Um, they're going through some bankruptcy things, and Amazon bought, I believe it was a 10% stake, that goes to 25% or something like that, or 25% stake. So, yes, the Amazon's... Uh, entry into this is uh, being talked about uh, of being uh, or providing these regular season games for the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball, who Diamond has contracts with. And it's going to um, kind of go through 24 and 25. There's kind of a uh, diamond still exists, but after that, it, it sounds like it's kind of up in the air and Amazon may be buying heavily into uh, the sports market, which I would love to see. 
um, as a as a prime member, or you pick your team, and I, I just pay them, and just have it go all through the Amazon Prime app. I don't have to sign into Bally's, which is just an absolute shit show nightmare to get in to that. It you know put it under Prime, and um, it it'll be great. It'd be like when I used to have Directv and Fox Sports North, and you know turn it on to Channel Six Forty One. Um, so I, I was very excited to, to read that news today of, of Amazon's um, entry into the market here. I, I am too. I, I, I've been without uh, Bally's uh, for quite some time now. Uh, and just it's frustrating because I, you know, I, I like to watch Minnesota sports when, whenever they're on. So, uh, yeah, that is, it, that is good news. I like it. Um, and that they're carrying uh, the Professional Women's Hockey League, uh, the Minnesota team. That's fantastic. Uh, just briefly, Gophers lost a couple. Indiana, Iowa. Uh, see if they can bounce back. They're now uh, twelve and five overall. So uh, tough, tough road there. Uh, they've got some big games coming up, uh, including Michigan State. It's always tough. And then, of course, number. Uh, ranked 11th, Wisconsin. Uh, so that'll be a tough game. All right. Playoffs. So, uh, do you remember last week, did any of us pick, besides Nathan, Green Bay to beat, um, Green Bay to win that game, to beat Dallas? I, I had uh, Dallas winning, but um, not covering. Because they were favored by, what, seven? Seven and, Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Nathan, I'm I'm sure you picked Green Bay to win, right? Uh, I don't know if we if I even picked it. I, I I said at the time I think I gave them a forty percent chance, and I laid out what they needed to do to win the game, and they did all of those things and more, and just effing dominated. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Wow, way to, way to hold back. You, yeah. can, you can go ahead and say it, Nathan. Yeah. That, that's how big that domination was. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, we were at, I mean, within the first quarter, this game was, uh, I'm sorry, within the second quarter, this game was out of reach um, to a certain extent. I mean, based on, and again, scoreboard is one thing, but based on how each individual team was playing, uh, first of all, Dallas couldn't stop Green Bay. Um, Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, that that in itself right there is just impressive. And, and against uh, Dallas defense, Josh, what, that was good, great, mediocre, where? They were good. Um, they like to... Um, who is their who is their defensive coordinator? Help me out. I can picture him, but oh, you're not gonna Dan Quinn. Not gonna Dan not, not gonna work there anymore. Yep. Yep. Um, well, no, he he likes to uh, kind of live and die by that turnover, and they they've done it previous years with Diggs. This year it was Bland uh, with five touchdowns, and so I think that they're more of big play good defense than they are just stout and we're we're just going to shut teams down 
what the Packers did to them, if they're not getting the sacks, the turnovers, that's that can happen to that 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 type of Dallas defense. And the Packers didn't turn the ball over, and they destroyed Dallas. They they did whatever they wanted, and um, key third downs, receivers running wide open. Um, Dobbs uh, definitely comes to mind. Uh, converting a number of, of third downs and not just like third down at the sticks, like big play 25 yards down the field, um, kind of really putting the ball in plus territory um, for for the Packers. Nathan, your thoughts on, on how that game played out, your reactions during the game, were you uh, were your horse at the end of it? It was almost surreal. I, I mean, it was just, Every time you you know you you imagine the best case scenario because so right before Dak threw the first pick, I even said turnover uh, to my buddy and my my wife that were here watching and and sure enough the next play turnover it was like every single awesome thing that could happen just kept on happening it was like ooh tough third and eight up oh, yep hit Dobbs for a twenty five yard catch in the off the middle you know you. Oh man, they're getting close. You know, oh, Dak throws a pick six, and it was just, it was just, uh, it was very surreal, um, and it was, it was super fun, and it, it really couldn't have happened in a, in a better situation. I mean, it was just delicious, and with McCarthy on the sidelines, just making that disgusted face that I've seen so many times in the playoffs <laughs> as he, as he's letting a Packers victory slip through his fingertips. <laughs> And and just in the house that Jerry built, that the Packers own, uh, just just having that all go down there, it really it really couldn't have gone any better. Like it, it was just a it was a dream situation. Um, Jones ran super well, uh, but love, I, I mean, you just you can't I can't say enough about it. I mean, it, and again, I I never and I'll say it again, I did not see I didn't see this ceiling for him i just didn't see it um and he's playing better than i thought he could and he really better than almost all all the quarterbacks in the league you know right now uh, he's he's you know getting time you know making time with his his mobility in the pocket um and when he does move he's or move around in the pocket and get outside he's still looking down the field um uh, he's he's just playing outstanding uh, but the other thing that I really underestimated um, was Matt LaFleur's offensive coaching ability because uh, we didn't really see it with Rodgers and Rodgers I'm sure was changing the play half the time and was trying to force it, force it to Devontae a lot and you know, his ego and everything, whatever. Um, but now that we're seeing good to, you know, to great quarterback play, um, and you've got receivers just getting schemed wide open. I mean, how many times during that game where, you know, Love's throwing the ball and, and he could just hang it up there because there's nobody within 15 yards of the receiver. I mean, we just – I haven't seen that in Green Bay in a really, really long time. And you don't see it a lot in the NFL a lot. Um, but his his offensive scheme and, and coaching, I, I underestimated um, and thought maybe Rodgers was some of the success, but – Turns out Rodgers may have been holding that offense back a bit um, with with the way he was kind of going about his work. So so it's it's it was just great. I'm very 
very happy with that performance. Uh, very happy with our young team, and uh, I, I give him a give him a puncher's chance going into this weekend. So, well, nice. can I jump in? Jump in here with? Uh, I'm sure you uh, rallied uh, the troops after the phone or after the game. Probably talked to uh, uh, Packer backers uh, in no particular order here. Alex, Adam, Cam, Jordo, Randy, any snippets that you want to give of highlights of, of those conversations or as as you uh, as as you know fans and I'm sure some owners uh, of the team uh, just want to share what it looks like going into this week uh, from from the kind of a listener's perspective. It was a lot. I mean, it really weren't talking about, I guess, this week yet. It was more of just the jubilation, the the realization of of predictions come true with you know with Alex and Jordan, and really the the realization from everyone that we may have uh, another great quarterback uh, on our hands, and and that coming to fruition. On the biggest stage in Dallas, in a game you aren't supposed to win, uh, it was it was just you know everyone was just on cloud nine. Uh, in fact, I think even Alex even said that it's just you know it's is uh, it was a good week. It was a good good early week, kind of reveling in that. But you know sooner or later the 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 kind of the reality sets in that you've got the. You know, the, at least the the best team in football or the best regular season team in football uh, awaiting you rested and sitting in Santa Clara where a lot of nightmares have happened for for uh, Packers fans in the past. So so that there's definitely a little trepidation there. Um, but if Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur can uh, can exercise the demons of the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs, I think they. They may both have statues at Lambeau before they get before they even get off the plane. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, will those statues be made out of yeah. ice or cheese? I think. I think right now it's ice. If it, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of tough to to mold cheese when it's frozen like that, and, and yeah, it's just kind of a big waste of cheese. So we got a lot of ice right now that's just laying it, sitting around. So and as you're as you're shaving it off, you can be collecting it and then using it in your drinks. So um, so that's that's a positive. That makes sense. Um, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I, I think you do right now. It's ice until spring, and then and then replace that with you know pick your you know bronze you know whatever your favorite malleable metal is. I guess. Uh, Gold, uh, silver. Yeah, I I, I don't think the non-precious metal. How's that? <laughs> lead, lead. Sure. Let's go with lead. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it, before we get into the the nuts and bolts of the upcoming weekend of playoff games, um, what are your guys' thoughts on the absolute besides the Detroit Rams game? Uh, what are your thoughts on the absolute parity of scores, and and not even the Green Bay Dallas game because Dallas had three garbage touchdowns at the end. Um, I mean these were blowouts in most instances. Uh, Houston just killing Cleveland, uh, Kansas City blowing out Miami, obviously weather aided. Um, Buffalo just destroying Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. 
and your friend and mine, uh, Baker Mayfield, just destroying uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I mean, that was... I don't know that I've seen a weekend of playoff football or just even a weekend of football that had that many just lopsided games. Thoughts? Yeah, I think that you almost hit it on the head right there, Matt. With It's like we had a full 16-game slate of games with you know five of those 16 games just being no contests. Yeah. Uh, like, like during the regular season. And it was Nathan and I texted about it. What a, a boring, kind of lame wild card weekend. The playoff football is, is exciting, um, but you do have some teams that make the playoffs that, you know, kind of aren't that, that good or on the wrong side of their uh, season trajectory. And that, that, that played out. Um, Nathan texted that the Cowboys were frauds which I, I'm not going to disagree with. And we also had uh, the, the Eagles. We talked about them uh, just being on that, that just garbage football um, that they were rolling into the playoffs with. And I, other than that, like I, I, the one that really stood out to me was the Houston-Cleveland. I was bought yeah. into Cleveland and their defense – and whether Flacco or could get it done or not, like I was on the fence on that. I was mostly saying, okay, I'm, I'm okay with how they're moving the football. They're putting up points with him. Yeah, he turns the ball over. But I did not see a rookie quarterback going out there and de- destroying uh, Cleveland the, the, the way that, that Stroud did. That's the one that, that really gets me of all of the, the lopsided games well, and into the, the weekend. You do have to keep in mind that, that the Houston score is bolstered by, uh, you know, some pick sixes there. So, yeah, Stroud did, yeah, for sure. Stroud did what for he sure, needed to but do. You, but. You're, you're behind the eight ball with how Stroud started that game. Oh, for I sure. I think Flacco felt, felt a little bit of, okay, I got to do a little bit more than I probably want to or should. Correct. Here. And... Yeah, it didn't go well. Not at all. Nathan, any thoughts on the parody on the lopsided? I, I think it was a – there was a, a different different reasons in every game for it, I guess. Um, <laughs> there was the weather in Kansas City. Um, the Yeah, the, the, the Eagles just all of a sudden just after a 10-1 start deciding that we're going to be garbage – um yeah you've got the you know cleveland with a couple of pick sixes like dallas that just couldn't find their game um so it was it was one of those where i think that it it just was more i think fluky than anything else it just happened to have you know all you know five games in a in a six game span i think there was like a seven average of a 17 point differential this weekend and Last year it was eight. The year before that it was like sixteen or something. So it's, it's. Uh, I, I think this just happens. I mean, it's it's two NFL teams and and uh, the, you're gonna catch some hot and some not at this time of the year, and some that have bolstered that that record and got into the playoffs like Eagles, but necessarily aren't playing their best. And then you've got others who have fought to get in who are who are playing better and, and, and so it's, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't really judge a lot of it just because there's, 
it's not a huge sample size. It's only six games, and and it, I would have liked it if they would have been more competitive. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too up in arms on it because because next year they could all be three point games and and we'll forget it. So yeah, I'm, true. I don't know. Uh, well, all right. Let's talk about this coming weekend and hope we have some higher quality games at least uh, that are and I think to both of your points that are more fun to watch. Uh, because watching a lopsided victory is, you know, sure, it's fun to watch, you know, touchdowns being scored, but, uh, you know, after a certain point, you just start feeling bad. Um, but let's we're going to start with the AFC. We're just going to go uh, through all four games. Uh, we'll start with the AFC. Houston uh, at Baltimore, uh, your number four Houston uh, Texans against your number one Ravens, who had a bye week, so are well-rested. Uh, Baltimore favored by nine and a half. Josh, why don't you go first? This is a tough one for me um, from a uh, fan standpoint because the Ravens um, have kind of long been a, a team that in the AFC that I root for. Um, but I really like the Texans this year. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I bought into the Browns when when that was my, my mind going into it and my heart was with the Texans. I like um, D'Amico Ryans as the head coach. Uh, I Just the, their turnaround from being a three-win team last year to double digits this year, winning the, the AFC South. Um, I do think it's going to be too much on the road in the playoffs. That nine and a half makes me a little nervous. Not that the, the Ravens won't get up by double digits, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a fight and a comeback to the Texans. I've got this one 27-23 Ravens. Um, the, the Ravens are a polished team. They're getting Andrews back from injury, who's now back to practicing in full. Uh, they're a rested team, and uh, John Harbaugh is one of the best head coaches in in the game, getting his team prepared and kind of never counting them out uh, no matter how that game goes. They seem to have a certain chutzpah that is, is hard to beat. So uh, well, I, I'm taking the Ravens, but it, it'll, it'll be close. The Ravens have also recently acquired Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, former Minnesota Viking running back. So... Uh, there is doesn't that. doesn't move the needle for me. Oh. I I think this is a Gus Edwards Justice Hill, and they they waived Melvin Gordon. I think I read, um, and I, that just tells me uh, Delvin Cook has a little more juice, but he doesn't get more than five carries in this game. I I don't think I don't even think unless, he gets that. Yeah, unless if it's an injury situation or. He gets in the game and rips off a big run or something, and they're like, "Well, maybe he's the hot hand." Right. That, that's about it. Nathan, Nathan, any additional thoughts on this one? No, I, I'm pretty well aligned with that. Uh, I think the Ravens are um, uh, just a better team overall. Uh, I, I could see him winning by even a little bit more than a close game. I, you know, that maybe around that nine and a half number. Um, like he, like Josh said, or John, John's Harbaugh is a really good coach. They very rarely get surprised. Uh, the Ravens are almost always prepared. Um, a very well coached team that, and Lamar's been playing super well. 
and he's rested and healthy. Um, and we haven't seen a, a healthy Lamar in the playoffs for a while, so it's it'll be exciting to see to see him and see him do well um, and and see how it goes. But I, I think the Ravens definitely win, and it it might I'm I'm going to say win by a touchdown. I don't know if they'll cover, but I think they win by a touchdown. Sure. Um, let, we'll move on uh, to the other AFC game. Kansas City going on the road uh, for the first time in. A few years, at least, uh, in pa- at least in Patrick Mahomes' career, uh, Chiefs. I think going- this is his first road playoff game. I, I think you're I right. Thought I read that. I thought I read that somewhere. Um, Chiefs going to Buffalo. Uh, this game, Buffalo favored by two and a half, which is your normal uh, homer uh, lean for Vegas. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it it'd be an interesting game. Uh, Nathan, why don't we start with you on this one? I have a hard time not picking the Chiefs here. I mean, the Bills have to prove it to me. They just they they haven't been able to beat the Chiefs uh, ever in the playoffs, and and they they tend to kind of come up short a little bit. I know they looked really good uh, last week, but I think the Chiefs just have their number a little bit. I know they're down a little bit, um, but uh, I I'm an, I almost. I'm going to pick against the Chiefs until the Bills prove me wrong. You mean or pick against the Bills until pick, they prove pick the Chiefs until 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 the Bills prove me wrong. I I, I think we all smelled what you were cooking there, a uh, little yeah. salmon and cabbage. But um, this is uh, <laughs> I think, in my opinion, just as as much as that's worth, this game is probably your closest game of the weekend. Uh, Josh, anything to add to that? Yeah, well, this is the the NFL's marquee matchup, right? They're putting that Sunday, 5.30. This is primetime football watching right. Uh, zone, right? This is when the, the Super Bowl starts. So this is the, the game that the NFL believes is going to be the best. Um, certainly has the, the most intrigue from a... Uh, previous recent battles, close games in the playoff standpoint. The the Bills uh, Chiefs game at Arrowhead was it two years ago? That was just a shootout back and forth. Um, it, my my take on this game is as much as I want the Bills to win, and uh, just I just like the Bills fans, the Bills Mafia, and and just who the Bills are, I am going to side with, with Nathan and the Chiefs on this one. And more more so from the, the standpoint that I think the Bills are banged up. They had a game on Monday, so it's a little bit shorter week. They don't get the full week's rest. And they had some injuries on that defensive side of the ball that I think those players are, are in question and the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage of that. All they need is their receivers to catch the ball. We have one receiver in, in Rasheed Rice, the rookie who can catch the ball. You have Jason Kelsey. And then from there, you're Travis just hoping Kelsey. to Travis. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, thank you. Um, they might have just... Did no, Jason, Jason could probably play? catch it better. He could probably catch yeah. it better than the rest of the receivers on the Chiefs. There we go. Um, so I, I think that this is going to be a, a, a very good game, but the Chiefs 
outclass him. And I think Pacheco kind of wears him down at the end, and the the Chiefs get this one uh, in in kind of a fun game. Thirty-one uh, twenty-seven Chiefs. Interesting. Um, we'll move over now to the NFC, uh, and we'll start out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions hosting a second playoff game in uh, a, what, 32 years? So, um, interesting matchup. And Detroit favored by six and a half against Tampa Bay. Uh, let me so, st- I, I just want to... Let me start let me start, this, this let me start this quick, Josh. By yep. uh, all I got to do is ask you one question, Josh. Yep. Where 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 do you keep your Buccaneers? Where where? Hold on. Where? Oh, they're under my bucket hat, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, continue on oh, with your. Yeah, I lost uh, him for a second. Your analysis there. Yeah. So, are there two coaches remaining? in the playoffs that are the more more most polar opposite on the sideline. You have Dan Campbell, who is a fiery wear your heart on your sleeve guy. And the then you have Todd Bowles on the other side in Tampa. And anytime they show him, he's he's got one or two looks. It, it seems like a neutral, nondescript look, or this kind of a coy yeah, we're going to beat you, and you didn't think we could beat you, kind of a smile. Right. And that's it. it it's it's very interesting. So um, that that's the little sideline what to watch for is coaches' expressions throughout this game. Um, this is this – is, I'm going with the Bucs. I'm just going to put it out there right now. The Bucks are going to get this sneaky win. Detroit is riding high feeling good about themselves and I I think they're going to be had in this game um, I think they're coming in feeling uh, that they faced a, a very uh, battle hardened Rams team and they dispatched of them when when in fact they barely took care of them uh, to win the game and needed and, a call needed a call or a no call at the end yeah that, that this is this is a trap game uh, of all the games this weekend. This one is is the trap game, and it, it, what do we have? This is the early game on Sunday, and it's Detroit by six and a half, like you said. And I it, give me the Bucks in this one. Um, if they come out with the same or similar type game plan of uh, mixing in all all receivers and. Um, White running the ball. It, this this Bucks defense or Bucks offense is going to put up upper twenties in this game, oh, wow. and I just don't know that things go as smoothly for Detroit. I, I think they're stuck in the low twenties, and the, this is almost a, a touchdown game uh, for me for the Bucks. Um, and I don't like Detroit in this game if they get down. I, I don't think that they have it in them to come from behind. The Bucks get up on them by double digits and just kind of cruise throughout the game, and Detroit is left scrambling and not looking good doing it. Nathan, anything to add to that? I well, as I said in the last 
podcast, Detroit had not been playing as well kind of towards the end of the season. And really, outside of their first three drives in the in the playoff game there, they scored touchdowns in their first three drives and then really did essentially nothing the rest of the game. Uh, so it's it's uh, I, I think that the Tampa Bay defense is better than the Rams. I mean, the Rams had the best player. Uh, on the field, as far as Aaron Donald goes, but but I think that the, as the, in totality, the Tampa Bay defense is better, and I'm just not impressed with that Lions offense, and I haven't been for a while. Um, and Laporta did play, um, and, he, and he played well, um, but I just I'm I'm very cautious. Six and a half is way too much. Like I, I would bet that cover. Uh, I, I bet the Bucks cover that all day. I don't know if they win, but I don't think, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in with Josh here that I'm not nearly, I'm not very confident in the Lions, but I'm also not super confident in Baker Mayfield either. So he's been playing well, but I've seen him put on a stretch of games and then just be a dumpster fire the next game. So he could he could implode at any moment. So uh, I, I would probably take the Lions here in a close one, but I if I'm betting this game, I I don't I won't touch it. Like it, yeah, you know, you're, if we're in Vegas, I'm not touching this game. And I could I could see any situation happening. I could see Baker imploding and throwing three pit, you know, three or four picks. I could see the Bucks winning by two touchdowns. This one's kind of a kind of a really a, a wild card for me. So, but if I had to gun to my head, I'd maybe say Detroit by a little. But I'm not super confident in that. All right, and we'll get to our final game here. This is. You know, Saturday night, 7.15, you know, prime, it's still prime time. It's Saturday night football, though. Um, But we have the Green Bay Packers traveling to the San Francisco 49ers. The over-under, I I was surprised on this one because it's the biggest over-under the weekend. Over-under is 50.5, and and San Francisco's favored by 9.5. Nathan, we're going to start with you, obviously, on this... uh, uh, on this game well both offenses i mean the, the the 49ers have had the the best offense in football all year and the packers offense has been the best in the last eight weeks so it's it's there's a reason why the 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 over under is so high um but the the 49ers defense especially their run defense can be can be had i i mean they're they're middle of the road uh as far as that goes so it the key to the game is definitely going to be Aaron Jones, even more than he was last week. Um, he he's going to need to have a good game, uh, and he's going to need to have a good game just to keep that keep that San Francisco offense uh, on the on the bench. Um, as long as Love, it's it's the same it's the same or very similar uh, playbook or or you know guide that you used to be Dallas. You need to you need to take that same same thing and do it to the 49ers but you you essentially need to do it better <laughs> and not that you can really do it as much right. better as they did last week but but it, it you really they're a better team better coach team uh better playmakers just better all around so it's it's it, you're not going to even if you play as well as you played last week it's still going to be a close game just because San Francisco is that much better um so it's it to me, the the key is is probably the the running game and Jordan Love not not making mistakes. You know, staying not coming back to earth. Uh, if he continues to play as well as he had, and Aaron Jones continues to run as well as he had, 
I mean, Josh had mentioned it earlier when we had kind of chatted that him being out for a bulk of the season uh, with a hamstring injury and then a uh, and then a knee, I think, after that for a little while. He's got fresh legs, and he is running like a madman, um, which I absolutely love. And he's just a super cool guy, uh, just a, a guy you really love to root for. So um, so I hope he can have a great game. And Love continues doing what he does, and the, the defense just needs to be the maybe a couple drives of bend but don't break, get a turnover here and there. Um, Purdy is... If you if you rattle him, he can he can make some mistakes. So if if uh, if McCaffrey's not full strength, I think he's coming off still off a of calf strain, which that could limit him a little bit. Um, may limit that offense just a just a little bit. But o- overall, the defense needs to at least make some plays, and the offense play nearly as well as they did, and and the Packers can come out you know come out with a win. So. Josh, anything? How do you feel, Josh? Any, yeah, anything to add? Yeah, this this is going to be a game of experience versus um, youthful exuberance. Um, and what I mean by that are the 49ers have been here regularly, and even though they have a second-year quarterback, he, he plays much more calm and veteran-like than, than his uh, number of years in the NFL show. And the Packers, uh, as has been well-documented, are the youngest team in the NFL. And Nathan, what is it, the youngest team to youngest make, team the, playoffs to make the playoffs in, in like 50 years or something? Yeah, like right. So uh, there is um, kind of that, that veteranness that comes along with having that experience. But at the same time, I think that there's something to be said for you can go out and play looser and uh, with just a, a bit more of a, a, a throw caution to the wind and we're going to play the way that we play. We're not going to uh, try to put ourselves against that other team and, and go in a chess match. We're just going to go out here, do what we do, and if it works, we're going to win the game. And if it doesn't work, it's not going to look good, and uh, then we, we get the experience uh, of what that feels like for for this young team. And I, 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 I kind of like this one to be uh, the most entertaining game um, uh, of a back-and-forth, kind of matchup the 49ers defense isn't the same um vaunted defense that they've been in the past they can get get scored upon and there's playmakers on both sides of of the football so um what i'm looking for out of this game is a very entertaining game i think the 49ers do come out on top and for me this is a playoff game uh, made in heaven at that that wide receiver uh, uh, slash uh, sometimes running back role of Debo Samuel versus Jaden Reed. That's going to be the matchup I'm going to hone in on on this game. Not having a, a strong uh, rooting interest for either team, I'm looking at the matchups, and I, I want to see Debo going against Jaden Reed 
um, Jane Reed being the understudy in this one. And uh, I, I'd like to see Jaden uh, perform in this one and and kind of tell Debo that, you know what, I, I'm here, I'm Debo Light, and uh, my team wins the game. So from that standpoint, um, I'm going to take the Packers to cover, the 49ers to win, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Jaden Reed plus a half touchdown in the player props. So Jaden Reed scores in this game. And the, the one more thing to add that, Teams that can run the ball have given uh, have given San Francisco problems this season already, um, and the the last team to really really the only team to kind of handle the 49ers is the Ravens, um, with which they are one of the better running teams be, between the quarterback and the running game, um, run the ball uh, really super well and play play solid defense and don't make a lot of mistakes on offense. So that's the that's the recipe um if you can if you can run the ball and and take care of it this this team's not it's they're not unbeatable um they're good but but definitely not unbeatable Uh, and we also have McCaffrey who was banged up to finish up the regular season and he would have been a question mark had the the 49ers played last week I think he's healthy enough to play this week but and calves are tricky. Is he, is he all the way back? You know that? I, I play a lot of um, best ball, and there was plenty of uh, Jordan Mason, the backup running back for the 49ers, being drafted on the off chance that McCaffrey is not fully back or, or pops an injury right away. And um, these people are trying to catch lightning in a bottle uh, for, for a game. And if that happens, uh, I think the Packers all of a sudden have a better than 50% chance of winning if McCaffrey is not himself um, in, in any fashion in this game. I agree. And caps are weird. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a calf strain, but it's it can be like, you. oh, yeah, it feels, it feels fine, feels fine. And you do the wrong move with it or cut on it or just you try and push off on it once, and that can come back so quickly. And they are they're debilitating to someone who is as reliant on, you know, short, you know, short, you know, that that really kind of quickness in short areas. Yeah, if he if he's hobbled at all or just not himself, you're I agree with you that it totally changes uh, the 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 kind of the complexity or the the look of the game. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. What you get then is now it's on the shoulders of Brock Purdy. And to your earlier point, he can he can look rattled. So if you know that they have a higher propensity to throw the ball or instead of running it or short passing it, you're, you're putting it on Purdy's shoulders. This one, he's it could it could go the way of the, the Vikings game, the, the Bengals game where he just didn't look good. Debo was down with injury. Um, during that time, and it it might look look bad for the 49ers all of a sudden on offense just by the McCaffrey, who I do think is the player that that stirs that drink um, more than a, anybody else. Um, just with the ball in his hands, uh, what did he have? He set the record for most games with touchdowns in a row, or tied it, or something like that. 
they're so reliant on what he can do for that team that their offense without him changes, I'd say, more than than Purdy to Darnold and Debo to uh, Jennings. Uh, so that, I, I hope it doesn't happen just from a football standpoint, but um, if the Packers are going to win and, and kind of win like what it looked like in Dallas, that's probably what happens um, to to have it happen for, for the Packers. Uh, very interesting takes. And again, uh, this will be, I think you're, you're absolutely right. This will be one of the uh, better games of the week. It's uh, certainly the best game on Saturday. Uh, and I, you know, it'll be right up there with the Kansas city Buffalo game uh, as to how entertaining it is. Um, and let's hope that none of the games are blowouts. Well, uh, we have reached the end of our podcast uh, for this evening. Um, thank you, Nathan, for joining us again. And Josh, as always, uh, you know, thanks for uh, allowing us to do this remote. Uh, please catch us on Facebook at Sports on the Porch or on Twitter or X at MN Sports on Porch. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I, I want to hear your score, Matt, for for the Packers 49ers. I, I think what, I think I don't think Green Bay catches the fire that they did in their first playoff game. I think San Francisco comes out as a rested and experienced team and wins this game 35 to 21. That's that's my that's my pick. As Why do you hate kickers so much that you just want them to kick extra points? Yeah, because kickers uh, are pointless. Um, it, it should be seven points for a touchdown, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. They should play rock paper scissors for field goal. I don't know. It just it. I'm sort of on the Josh train of kickers right now. So, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's it's San Francisco is not an easy place to play, uh, and you know, not that Green Bay had any. Uh, any fun playing in Dallas, but um, this will be—I think this will be a bigger test for them. And like I said, San Francisco's rested. Uh, McCaffrey may be hurt, but if he's not, that's—I mean—that's game over. Uh, we're we're putting a lot of—I uh, don't know that I bet money on this game either. So um, it, it'd be a tough bet because I think Green Bay doesn't cover, but. Um, you know that 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 could easily happen though. Uh, there could be a garbage touchdown if they're if they're down. So uh, again, I think interesting, Nathan. I you probably hate that uh, prediction, but that's just how I see it. Um, I think he hung up. He probably did. Uh, that's uh, he, actually he did. Uh, he just texted. Uh, lost, you can finish without me. You know, Nathan, I often finish without you. Um, so, I mean, not every time. Uh, but he did also mention, uh, he sent one final text. It was, uh, let me see if I can read this right. Skull Viking. Why would he say that? They're not even in the playoffs. I don't get that, but that's probably not true. Uh, no, Go Paco is, is what he says. So we will uh, continue on with our go wild, you know, maybe win a game or two in a row. Um, you know, uh, we need to come up with a call for the Professional Women's Hockey League, Minnesota. So uh, go get them, Minnesota. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. For now, go get them until um, they have a mascot. First half hall, we have the the Wolves up a per carry two points to the Pistons, 46-44. So, uh, oh go Wolves um, yeah. and lose uh, run run the Pistons out of their own gym um, in the the last uh, thirty minutes of this game. Well, and go go for Sky Uma, row the boat. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, we'll maybe we'll be back next week if the Packers pull out another win. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Oh, goodness. <laughs>